0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. 1 Thessalonians and chapter 1. as I continue in a series called The Victorious Church. The title of today's message is The Limitless Church. Are you ready? First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 through 9. And notes are still coming around, so I'm just going to pause for just a moment. Why would you do that? Because I want you to focus... And listen to the word of God, and it's, it's not time to go to the bathroom. It's not time to get up and check your Instagram. It's time to <laughs> It's time to listen to God's word. and that's why we stand, by the way. And if you're not able to stand up, I understand that you're not able to stand, but we stand in honor of God's word. Uh, so if you're not able to, then, as we say, just stand up on the inside. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Paul and Silas and Timothy to the Church of. Thessalonians, in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you, we always thank God for you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you. Joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model. Come on, somebody say they became a model. Yeah, they became influencers. Okay. To all believers in Macedonia and Acacia, the Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned from God, from idols to serve the living and true God. Oh, let's just read verse 10 too. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Woo, let's pray. Father, thank you for... It's amazing service already and worship and the freedom and the joy, Lord, and the fact that we're moving into our new facility. What a, what a day of celebration it is today. And we thank you, Lord, for this marvelous gathering of people who've come to hear your word, perhaps even for the first time. Now move in power and may the effects of this service be far-reaching, even to eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Once you say hi to four or five people around you and say, oh, we're limitless. Come on, say, say, I'm limitless. Come on, say it again. I am, I'm limitless. We have come to the final day. The final day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I have clear instructions from the Lord for me personally, I'm going to continue on. And I'm not sure when I'll stop, uh, but the reason is the pattern of the enemy is so clear in this vision here at Kings, Alaska, and he just doesn't like what we're doing. So every opportunity he gets as we cross a, a finish line or get to a benchmark or or get a victory, he comes and sucker punches us. And uh, that is a pattern that I've seen for seven and a half going on eight years. So I might've fallen off a turnip truck, but it wasn't yesterday. So I felt like the Lord said, just keep pressing, son, keep pressing, he's on the ropes, he's on the ropes, keep pressing, keep pressing. So it's not time to just go, oh yes, let's go eat. (laughs) That's not what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna press in. Now you obey the Amen. Lord. This is your last day. Great, it's not mine. I'm going to keep going. So if you want to invite me out for lunch, give me a rain check somewhere around March. Very grateful for what God's done. Everybody say breakthrough. 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 We have experienced incredible breakthrough in the church. But when you hear the word breakthrough, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? When you hear the word breakthrough, or we need to have a breakthrough, or I'm going to have a breakthrough. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? What, what comes to mind? I think of fourth quarter football games. I, I, I think of uh, sports many times. I, I think of David and how he broke through and they left their idols there when he became king. Uh, for me, I've had many, many breakthroughs, and uh, I give God all the credit for those. But the greatest breakthrough for me is when I see God's will, God's plan, lunging forward, God's purpose in my life, lunging forward for me, my wife, and my children. But not that's for me personally. But when I see that for the church, and I see that for families, I see that for a company of people, when I see that happen, it, it blesses me more than, than anything else, this walk that we're in is, is not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about us. It's about God. It's about his kingdom. And when we see his kingdom move forward and breakthrough is able to fulfill God's purpose for me and my family, for the church, that brings the most satisfaction to me than anything else that there is. To understand this text, you you really need to understand the breakthrough that happened in Thessalonica. Now, Thessalonica is a city in Greece. I lived there, actually, for about three months. And there was a a church that's planted there. But when you look at Acts chapter 16 and 17, you really get the full story. And I want to just take a walk through that. Paul and Silas have been traveling through Phrygia and Galatia. And if you go in the back of your Bible, if you have one of those, or you go on a, a Bible atlas, you can look and see where those areas are. And when you read Asia, it doesn't mean China. It's near Asia. It's Turkey area. It's different than, than China. We think, When you think Asia, now you think China. Um, but that's not the case. It's near Asia in Turkey. And so they're, they're traveling. They're preaching the gospel. And they're in Troas in chapter 16 and being prevented by the Holy Spirit. I want you to say that they were prevented by the Holy Spirit from preaching. Now that is unusual because you would think, well, of course, everybody needs to hear the word of God. How many of you know everybody needs to hear the word? In fact, it is a command. The great commandment is many times a great omission. But the great commandment is to spread the gospel to every nation, every, the gospel of the kingdom. And that is, it, that is one of the things that has to happen before his return. So we need to preach. I mean, we're commanded like a fire shut up in our bones. We can't help ourselves. And when you look at this missionary team, they had a fire shut up in their bones too. And Paul was moving forward to fulfill the plan, the purpose that he was given on the Damascus road. And yet, in the plan and purpose of God, he's commissioned, he's doing it. The Holy Spirit says, nah, ah, 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 don't go there. That's unusual because the gospel was new. You know, this is a pretty new message for the world as Paul is preaching it in the first century. Holy Spirit prevented them from preaching the gospel in Asia Minor and Bithynia. And you see that in Acts 16. And then when a vision of God comes, he directs them to Macedonia, which is a beautiful thing. And they start by going to this leading city of Macedonia. Anybody know the name of the leading city of Macedonia? It says right in the the text of Acts 16. It's Philippi. He wants, to go, he wants to go into Asia, and eventually he does go there, but he's hindered by the Holy Spirit. You know, just because it's the right thing, listen closely, just because it's the right thing doesn't mean it's the right time. And the right thing at the wrong time is wrong. It's the wrong thing. It's the wrong time. It's, it's wrong. The right thing at the wrong time is wrong. And so they go to this, this city of Philippi to establish a church. But in the process, they suffer horribly. I mean, go read this. It's more than somebody cutting you off because you had a Christian fish on the back of your, you know, your car. I mean, think like in the Western world, I'm being persecuted because of my post for the Lord. Your post for the Lord that maybe a hundred people saw. they were <laughs> They were persecuted for real. By flowing in the power of God, they were persecuted and hated. And riots broke out. You know what happens. Anytime revival comes to any area, there's a riot. You know that? So what do you mean? Well, you'll see when we put up our 30-foot cross. Which will happen by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Wally, you're clenching your teeth. We'll put that up in the perfect will of God soon. Soon. Come on, somebody say soon. And there's a timing to that. We didn't even want to just pop that up because it's going to bring conflict. But what else is new? We're made for conflict. I'm made. We are made to overcome adversity. I said, we're made to overcome adversity. That's who we are. We're giant killers, giant slayers we're a limitless church. I want you to say that we're a limitless church. And here's the thing. If we're a limitless church is because you're a limitless person. In other words, what God calls you to do, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because I just feel the Holy spirit pushing me from behind. There's nothing you can't do in God. Not one thing. If God tells you you can do it, you can do it. If you have a word from God, you can walk on water. Just ask Peter. course, you'll have to be dead to talk to him because you don't want to talk to the dead, but he is in heaven. And if you get to heaven, you can ask Peter about that. They suffered horribly. Go read that. It's amazing. And then in Acts 17, they go to Thessalonica and they preach in the Jewish synagogue as was his custom. I love that. He just had a habit of going to these places. God had given him a pattern And we don't see like this is a pattern that God gave him. But you see, it's his custom. He goes and he meets with people and he preaches. That's his custom. For three Sabbaths, you understand what that means? That's three weeks. With the the result of some Jews becoming followers of Jesus and a large number of Greeks and leading women in the city becoming followers as well. And so what ends up happening, I'm on point five, is this non-believing Jews hire thugs. They get the the mafia, a little Jewish mafia involved. And they start a riot, which ultimately leads to Paul and Silas having to hide and leave the city at night. And from reading Acts, it seems like. So this is Thessalonica, they they have a few meetings. They're there for they're there for three weeks. Okay, maybe they're there for four, but I mean he preaches for three weeks. A lot of people get saved, we don't know how many. And then a riot breaks out and he has to run for his life. You think, well, what happened? Who's the pastor of the church? I don't know, what happened? Well, he had to run, had some people saved, praise God. But when you, when you look at the fact that we're reading First 1 Thessalonians, do you know what that means? You know what, pastor? Here, look at your notes. From reading Acts, it seemed as though Paul and Silas attempted starting a church in Thessalonica may have been a failure. But once, but when one reads Paul's letter to Thessalonians, we see it's not a failure, but a breakthrough. So God actually used him. You read actually, you think, well, I wonder what's the end of the story. Well, the end of the story is a great church is planted there. And he writes an epistle, which is a Greek word for letter. He writes a letter which I read to you from. So it wasn't a failure. Some of the things that you do, you think like it's not gonna work. You think, oh, what a, what a wasted effort, was it? If you were obeying God, it wasn't wasted effort. You know, one of the things that that we struggled with uh, in the financing of our project is we, we moved to get bonds. And I remember Dr. Morocco, in the course of trying to do church bonds, how many of you know what that is? Okay, just a few of you. It's a way of raising money, all right? And so in the course of doing that, we were moving forward with that, but we had to do this audit that was supposed to take 90 days. You remember? 90 days. And we needed finances, well, it didn't take 90 days. I'll never forget Dr. Morocco. They're saying, it's going to take us 90 days. He says, no way. They said, no, yeah, 90 days. You're a big organization. He says, if you do it in a year, I'll be amazed. Because we're a, we're, we're a very large organization internationally, nationally. There's 580-something churches, almost 600. Well, a year goes by, and it costs us it cost us money to do the audit. Does anybody know what an audit is? So the audit's still not done a year and a half later. And I remember grieving over the fact that we had to hire an auditing firm and we had to bring this, you know, this brother Charles. He's a great man. We love him. He's gonna, he's gonna come to our grand opening, which is not tonight. We're just moving in tonight. Grand opening will be later. He's gonna come. Our, God's tied our hearts together and he was a blessing. But all of that costs finances. And I'm thinking, I was so grieved one, one night in prayer. I'm just thinking, we have spent this money. We can't move that direction. And we spent money to do that. You know what the Lord said to me? Oh, no, son. It's not a waste. I'm like, it's not? Because it sure seems like it. Like, I'd like not to have, to have to pay for an audit. I'd like not to have to flown Charles up here. How many of you know all of that costs finances? Forget it. I'm going over here. Does anybody understand that that costs money to do stuff like that? Well, it's our money that we gave to God. You understand that we all paid for it. You understand that. I better go over here. I'm not feeling the love on the right side now. I'm going over here. We all sowed and gave. Now, I want you to know something. It was not a waste. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, you were moving forward in faith. And the breakthrough that came after that wouldn't have come if you didn't keep moving forward in faith. And it seemed like a waste. But actually, it was a setup for breakthrough. Come on, somebody say, I'm set up for breakthrough. So you need to see it differently. So you showed up, you obeyed God, and you didn't see much come to pass. You don't, you don't see what that opened through your obedience. What that opened, you don't know. And if you don't obey, then you're not promised that you're going to keep what you have right now. Let me just tell you that. Somebody said, Ben, we just stay in this church. It's just a nice church. It holds, you know, 350 people in a sanctuary. We don't need to spend all that money on a new Listen, if you don't obey God, you're not, you're not promised that you're going to keep what he's given you. I mean, you think, well, I just want to protect what I have. No, no, no. Obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy. I'm getting older. In Jesus, you must trust and obey. That's the key. The key is obeying. If you're going to be limitless in the walk that you have with God, and that is absolutely his intention, and you have to obey. And so Paul obeyed and ended up in great difficulty and looked like it was a failure, but it wasn't a failure at all. It was a breakthrough. And you see in the text now that we read verses seven through 10, you read the church in Thessalonica, colon, became a model of how a church should be throughout the area of Macedonia Greece. You became a model to all believers, Kid, do you think that, that maybe the Lord could say that about us? I pray and hope yes. Do, do you think that the Lord could say that about you? Selah. Do you, would the Lord say that about you? Are you a, are you a model? who we are like, no, but I'm trying. Good, keep trying, keep praying. Let the Lord raise you up and sanctify you through and through. We're all to be, we're all to be a model for Christ. And the church was literally a model. And I do believe that because of the breakthrough that God has given us, where so many said it's impossible, the breakthrough God has given us will be a breakthrough for the whole region. And they've all been praying for us. I thank God for the Valley Pastors Prayer Network. I was texting Bill Pagaran, and they've had something happen where they have to change their trip, and we pray for them right now. We pray for broken walls to be blessed. God, you'd help them. He's ministered here for years, and he's... He's a part of the body of Christ and a great man of God. And he, he was looking for a place to minister, but uh, the first service in our building tonight, he was looking for a place to do something with his team on a Sunday night, and we would have him except the first Sunday night I'm taking. So <laughs> perhaps things can change and we can have them later. But it's a beautiful thing. As I texted him, I said, I'm sorry, Bill. It's our first Sunday in, this, in, the, in the new building. And I prayed about it. I thought, Lord, do you want to do that? And I prayed, and I felt like the Lord said, No, you bring that message I gave you. I said, Okay, because it could have been that that would be our first service, and that would be fine. The key is obeying. Right. And so He texted me and said, We've all been praying for your ability to be. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. The body of Christ. People reach their hands out towards that building and go by. Be the church in Thessalonica was became a model of how may we be like that. Are you saying we are that? I hope I am. I'm not going to be the judge of that. I mean, I can see certain things. I'm very thankful, very grateful, but I know that we, you know, we're 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 going to go to the next level of outpouring. Can you say amen? They evangelized the church in Thessalonica, evangelized everywhere. That comes from verse eight. The Lord's message rang out not only in Macedonia but in Casey. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. What does everywhere mean? Well, if you look at the Greek. It means everywhere, everywhere. Wow. And I do believe that's happening. Your faith in God. Come on, somebody say, Lord. My faith in you. May it be known everywhere. May your neighbors know that you're a believer. May your your cousins and your aunts and your uncles know. May people know. May may they know by the way you tip. Some of you are cheapskates. Come on, smile at me. You know, if you go into a Christian community, this is true all around America. You go into a Christian community, eat lunch in the Christian community, very often the servers there, waiters and waitresses, hate waiting on Christian tables. And they hate it because they're cheap. And they expect everybody to bless them instead of being a blessing. That is not the way we should be. They should be like... You gave me a giant. The, your tip, The tip you gave me is as much as your bill. Did you make a mistake? No. You must be from kings. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Better yet, you must be a believer. But it's so expensive. Oh, stop. If God didn't have his hand on you, you'd drop dead. Look at three. Their faith in God is known everywhere. Everywhere. God, their faith in God. What does that mean? Faith, confident assurance of what you cannot see. They believed God. They did things that made their faith known everywhere. That's amazing. They caused others to be strengthened, to testify the goodness of God. Look at at four. Of how God can deliver a people from idolatry and make servants of the living and true God, or true and living God, and cause them to escape the coming wrath. That goes right through verse 10. I mean, that's a powerful church. A powerful church that at first Paul probably thought he failed. We didn't install a pastor. Oh, gosh. We just left them and we ran, run hiding. Lord, do you think he agonized over that? We know what he did. Because in Galatians, we see his heart where he says, and the the burden of the church is upon me daily, he says. Wow. All right, insights on how we can take the limits off. Next point insights on how we can take the limits off. Be a limitless church. Are you all there with me? All right, I'll wait for my media person. Okay, I won't. Insights on how to take the limits off. Thank you, you guys are amazing. Insights on how to take the limits off, have a breakthrough personally, how to have a breakthrough personally, and how to have a breakthrough as a church. And we have many pastors that watch this program, and there will be We'll, we'll break all our online attendance records from across the nation, people tuning in tonight, because they just can't wait to see that place, and I can't either. You invite your neighbors and everything, you might want to get there early. I'm just telling you, you call this place home, you might want to get there early, because news is spreading and people are coming, and we're going to hit 1,000, and we got to stop. All right, we're going we're gonna to follow the law. Can you say amen? amen? The first thing is embrace God's vision. Everybody say embrace God's vision embrace god's vision thank you embrace it what god gives vision without vision my people perish so with vision people prosper the 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 opposite of that is true people perish for lack of vision but with vision what happens the blessing of god that is how god works he he takes a moses and he gives him a vision for being a deliverer and then he empowers him and he does it even though he stuttered even though he didn't feel like he had the ability he moved forward in faith, and God, God manifested his power through a stick. A rod, became a rod. A shepherd's rod, became the rod of God. You see that with Moses. You see it with Joshua. You see it throughout the, the whole Old Testament, and you see it in the New. You see with David. Rise to the challenges David did. We were just there. We were just there on the Valley of Elah. And I, I, I love uh, one of our brothers that was on the trip, Aaron. I think he's going to be in the second service. I don't know if you're in the first one, but he's, he's, he's very calm, intellectual type. I am like not calm, intellectual type. So he's, 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 you know what I mean? You can see the gears turning. He's a great man of God and uh, we love him. And we were on this trip. And so there we are standing in the Valley of Ella. And I read the story of David. We went, there was just a handful of us because we got delayed in traffic. Uh, I think, um, uh. Uh, Hank and his wife was there, uh, a couple others, and so there we are. John, you were there. John, are you in the room here somewhere? All right, so there we are in the valley. I read the text, and David picked up five smooth stones, and we all picked up rocks, you know, and I read that thing, and then, you know, this whole part where David ran and let let the stone go, and I told them all. I said, hey, whatever giant is before you, go kill the thing, Go, let that stone go. And I re- we're all standing there like, okay, it's time to let the stone go. And, you know, Aaron just goes, ah, and just chucks his own. He's like, whoa, yes, ah. He was the first one to do it. And it just so encouraged me. Come on, you got to... Come on, you got to think differently with a head that big on Goliath. I can't miss. God's with me. You fat-headed, God's with me. I rise to the challenge. Some of you, look, they're paper dragons, some of these giants. They just look big and ugly and mean. But really, with God, every giant falls. Come on, somebody say, "With with God, every giant falls. You can have a breakthrough. You are not limited by God. You're the one. I'm the one. We're the one that put limits. We're a limitless church. That's what God called us to be. woo Fulfill a need, as Nehemiah did. You look at the story of Nehemiah it's embracing God's vision. He was burdened by the walls of Jerusalem being broken down. We saw the broad wall of Nehemiah when we were there. Everybody say, fulfill a need. You know, if you see, if you see a need that needs to be met, I got, it. I got it. Thank you, Pastor Vance. You see a need that meet, a needs a need that needs to be met. It could be that God has called you to meet it. You know, I've seen people see things that I didn't see, and it's really the Spirit of God touching them to fulfill it, to meet the need. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. I want you to say that. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. We're talking about how to be a limitless church, how to be a church that walks in breakthrough, but also how to be a people, a church that walks in breakthrough. It's filled with people that walk in breakthrough. Please don't miss that. It's you. It's me. It's us together walking in victory, walking in breakthrough that brings limitless. There, there are no limitations. The Bible says, Jesus said, "No man has reached up to receive all that God has to offer." May that, may that, may that change with you, with me. May you, may you reach up to receive. How much of, how big a heart can you get for God? How close can you get to Him in intimacy and walk with God? How, what could God do through you, Nehemiah? What could God do through you, David? What could God? You might think of yourself as as small and insignificant and the least of your family and but you're seeing yourself all wrong. Amen. The reason I'm preaching the whole series on the victorious church is most people think the church is some anemic jellyfish. It's just, it's a crutch for people. Oh no. No, this community's blessed because we're here. Our nation is blessed because there's a church and it's coming alive. Can you say amen? Come on, come on, raise your hand to heaven and say, I can make a difference. Come on say, I'm gonna embrace vision. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. The church of Philippi, I mean, seemingly insignificant, but their faith and their generosity caused Paul to move forward. If it wasn't for the church of Philippi, nobody supplied Paul's needs like the church of Philippi. That Macedonian call, which he thought was like plan B or something, because the Holy Spirit said, no, you can't go into Bithynia. And he has a vision of the Macedonian man. Philippi is in Macedonia. It's a leading city. He goes there and Philippi becomes part of the plan of God. You see people being brought into the vision. You see him being led by the Lord and God building and putting things together. You know what's a beautiful thing for me is to be a part of the kings. I'm just a small part of it. And so are you. There is integral teams across America and, and the world, I, we are a part of something that's far bigger than ourselves. And I'm just going to tell you, there would be no way that we would have been able to see this thing finished, this building that we're on, if we hadn't had hundreds of people across America praying for us. I was in the islands and they pulled me aside. How ma- I can't count how many people pulled me aside and said, every morning we pray for you. Every morning we're praying that you would have the breakthrough. E- hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe thousands of people friends in, in faraway places and different churches across America. You know how many people I had to call yesterday? Not, I'm still not done, but I called key ones, and I'm sure I missed a few, and if I did, I'm so sorry. I called key ones that have their whole congregation praying. People that have sowed $50,000 into this. They don't know even part of our church. Perry Stone, I contacted him. I said, we're in. He's like, hallelujah. Can't wait to come in the summer. I'm like, yeah, come on, Jesus. He was 50 grand. That's a lot of money. Over and over, people sewing. I, I contacted uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I said, we're in. I contacted Rodney Howard Brown. He's dedicating his building on the same day we're moving into ours. Come on, somebody. It's the body of Christ together doing it. And it's just beautiful to be a part of a vision that's bigger than yourself. And we are certainly that. The satisfaction of seeing it all come together is beyond anything I can communicate to you in words. My faith has exploded this morning. There is no limit. There is nothing that can stop the kingdom of God. Nothing except you. You can stop it for you. But I'm not going to participate in that. I'm going to do everything I can to not stop. I'm going to do everything that can to, to change the way I think, to, to renew my mind, to, to labor intensely, to work hard with the power of God that, that is so mightily on the inside of me. I'm going to fulfill the call and purpose for my life and my family. How about you? Are you going to do that? Or are you just going to ride the pew? That doesn't even sound good. Come on, somebody said get get involved. All right. And start where you are and serve God. And he'll he'll enlarge the vision that that you have. He'll enlarge that. Vision is progressive. We call it progressive apostolic vision. God gives you a vision. If God had showed me everything, Pastor Karen and I showed showed us everything that we were going to be involved in like today, I don't know if we'd ever gotten off the finish line because we were so freaked out and insecure. We had no idea who we were. We didn't know. And so my mother, who will be in the next service at 84 years old, and she's online right now. Love you, Mom. She says, as I'm living with her in my mid-20s, you know, not cool. It's cool now. wasn't cool then. She says to me, you're going to a life group. You're going to go to a life group. You're going to go to a life group. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to. Well, you live here with me, and so you are going to a life group. I'm like, I wasn't paying rent. I'm eating her food. I'm like, okay. So we go, and uh, Karen and I were dating, and we go to the life group, and we end up becoming a life group leader's nightmare. Well, not her, but me. She was perfect. I, I had a lot of work, and I, was, I had a lot of questions. You know, I, I was still wondering about the guy with the white suit and the comb over that ripped off the body of Christ. I was wondering about a bunch of stuff. Like, huh, huh. But I knew God had touched me, but I answered, how do you know it's God's word? How do you know they're not? How do you know Prove it. And, you know, it was Ken Gable who, was, who eventually became the pastor of this church years later. And uh, he's going to be coming to our grand opening. We're, 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 yeah, it's a beautiful thing. He'll be, he'll be coming to our grand opening when we have it. And we don't know when that is. We'll let you know. But we were there. And, and we were, he worked spent time with me and worked through those things. And then I'll never forget him saying, you know something? you got a gift of leadership on you. I'm like, oh, yeah? He says, yeah. I think you should become my assistant. I'm like, what? You've lost your mind. I thought you were, I thought you were awesome till then. You must have definitely missed it. Now you invited me. I'm like, okay. I mean, I trust you, but then in my mind, I'm thinking, how could I possibly do that? He's like, you just go through this class. You become go through members, and then and you and and you come on in, and I'll help you. And then you go through a, a training class, a lead class, and, and and you you become my assistant. So we did that. That life group grew. And then he said, you're ready to be a leader. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. And Doc, the anointing on Dr. Morocco, he shares with all his leadership. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So if I say yes to being a leader, then the power of God that's on him, he'll share with me. He says, yes. And you move forward in your life. It's amazing. Do it. I'm like, yeah. Sign me up. Oh, I just thought, man, I want more of the fire. Give me more. Of- I just wanted more of God. Yeah. I didn't know I'd be pastoring a church of thousands of people and oversight of, I think it's 12 different extensions. Are you kidding me? I couldn't tie my shoes. I had to, somebody to remind me to wear deodorant and brush my teeth. Some of you are being reminded right now. And I live with my mother, and then I, and I had a, a, a job that I then got fired from. Oh, yeah, I got fired because I had a problem with authority. You had to make a sandwich a certain way, Wally. Certain ounces of meat, certain that, but my sandwich is better than their sandwich, so I kept making my sandwiches. And my friends would come in and I'd put an inch of meat on there and I'd just make it like a man's sandwich, you know what I'm talking about? And I remember the guy said, do not do that. There's portion control, you weigh out the meat. I was like, yeah, but, but, but my sandwich is better because he says, you're fired. I'm like, no, wait. Wait, Lord, Jesus. Yeah, you're fired. You have a problem with authority. I wasn't even a believer. I remember walking home that day. I live in my mother's house and I've been fired from making sandwiches. Yay. I thought I'd be like the president of the United States by now. And no, 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 no. I don't even have a car. I, was, I don't even have a bike. I walked home. What are you laughing at? Let's, let's use you as an example. <laughs> let's pick on you. And that's what some of you were. But you were cleansed. You were sanctified. You were, you were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Listen, you just got to get started. It happens to be the launch of all our life groups. That's why I'm holding this guide. I hope you get one of these. Please do. Get it at the Next Steps desk. And this lists all our different life groups. It's one thing to say you have vision and then give no plan for traction. If you don't, you have vision and it doesn't do anything, that's vision. Vision and vision are two very different things. Vision is, oh, I wish I could be a pastor. Oh, I wish I could be a business owner. Oh, wish. You don't need a wishbone. You need backbone. You need to get involved, start serving, learn how to wear deodorant, brush your teeth, and many other things. Can you say Amen. And that's how it starts. And as you, I had no idea we'd be pastoring. And then later on, we're over, we took our own life group. You remember that? And the thing exploded. We couldn't even keep it inside a house. And we're trying to raise up leaders. And there's 25 people in a life group outside. It was in Hawaii. So we, we took up this, it was a mini church. It was at this pool. It was beautiful. And it just didn't stop. We just kept dying like, well, that's going to be a lot of work. I don't think I can do that. But God, can you help me? Yep, I can help you. Come on, try that with me. But you gotta get plugged in. You gotta start start serving. Be a part of these. Let's continue. Don't allow circumstances. All right, you, you see four. Start where you are, serve God, for God will enlarge your vision as, as you do. As you serve Him and you move forward. If you feel insecure and inadequate, so does. It. Most men and women, when they first start, Moses was trying to talk God out of being the deliverer. Fairly anointed man, Moses. He's like, Oh, can you get somebody else? I really got Don't talk so good. He says, I'll be with you. Can I have Aaron? He'll help me. And you know, Aaron caused him a lot of problems, by the way. How I do mean, you know God can fix your stammering tongue? Talk to Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He couldn't even preach. He stuttered so much he couldn't preach. And then the power of God had come on him. Listen, you think that you're limited because of your past. You think you're limited because of all the different things that have happened to you and the family pedigree that you came from. You you don't have to know your father or mother. You just have to be breathing and hearing my voice right now. Surrender to God. Give your life to Christ. And he can make all things beautiful through you. You could come from a long line of prostitutes, Rahab, and be in the lineage of Jesus. Come on, God. God can do anything. Thank you for the golf clap. Come on, try it with me. God can do. Anything. Say it again. God can do. Anything. We are limitless. Ready? We are. Limitless. You're limited by your own thinking. I've told the story before, but you know, hanging out with Wally over the past eight years, you, you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You can do anything. He just says it all the time. He's been, so it's like, you know you start believing that. And I I did believe that unless it was something technical with like a motor or something. And really, I I just wanted the lazy way out to have somebody else do it instead of me do it. But at the particular time, I didn't have the resources to fix my air conditioning. He just says to me, you have the mind of Christ, you can do it. I said, you know something? I I think the diagnosis that that the the auto ripoff place was giving me is wrong. Sorry, no offense to all the mechanics. I'm sure you're godly and don't rip people off, but I felt like I was being ripped off. I had a clutch out on a compressor, and the whole compressor was good, but the clutch was bad. He's like, no, we just have to replace the whole thing. I'm like, why not just replace the clutch? Well, because the compressor's going to go out. Well, he encouraged me to have the mind of Christ. I went and studied. Look, the thing it took me a lot of, I might have scars still on my knuckles today. I learned about serpentine belts, which are clearly from devil, the devil, serpentine belts are clearly from hell, hence the name serpentine. That would be your, your indication. And, and so somehow I remember I put that thing on, I fixed it myself. Do you know something? Six years later, my compressor's still working and the thing's still good. And when I finally got it done in that serpentine belt, which seriously I thought I almost got hurt, I walked around. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ. If I can put, a, I can put a, a serpentine belt on my Dodge, glory to Hey, I can do anything. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Don't limit yourself. Well, it didn't work before. Well, you're different. Don't allow circumstances to limit you. For God can help you. Can you say Amen rely on the holy spirit as I, I move forward everybody say rely on the holy spirit we were supposed to go on a camping trip and i'm praying on i'm praying in tongues under my truck praying in tongues trying to get the thing fixed and it was, and those i don't know how they do it i think mechanic's hands can just go flat or something like a mouse so you could just squeeze it in and then just I don't know how do you do some of that stuff like well you need to pull the engine out for that well that's not happening so I'd pray in tongues that God would show me. it would flatten my fingers or something. Something would happen. I was able to get it done. The same thing is true with everything. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Lord, what do I do now? Lord, what do I do now? Your whole life needs to be tuned to hearing God's voice. So when Bill Pagaran, who I love dearly and I, I love their ministry, calls and says, can you come? Well, we have an opening. I could back off and let him take that, do that, and that might be the Lord. So I prayed for a moment, and the Lord clearly answered me right away. No, you're preaching, and I've got the word for you. I'm like, okay. Well, I could have disobeyed. And some of you think it's okay, well, it's all good because it's in the kingdom and he's anointed, and that would be amazing. Yeah, it would also be disobedience. Some of you think some of you just wink at stuff because it's good, but it's not God. It's good, a good plan, but it's not the God plan. Come on now. Mmm. Yes. Come on, somebody say, trust and obey. Are you going to rely on the Holy Spirit? Lots of scripture here Romans 8 and 11. Oh, I'm gonna read this one through 14. And the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Come on, say that. And the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Say it again. And the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Close your eyes, put your hand on your chest, and say, and the, what what is it? And the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Say it again. And the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. That means that you cannot. Be stopped in the will of God. Outside the will of God, you can. You're in trouble. Paint a bullseye on your chest and wait for impact. Romans 8, 5, powerful. I am going to read Zechariah 4, verse 6. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) And the Lord, he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Never have I been more aware of how true that is than that I stand here today. Pray fervently. Make it a lifestyle. Fast and pray. Tremendous scriptures I have for you, but time is running away. Be mentored by people. E, be mentored by people. Now, let me just, let me say this. Please don't come up to me and say, Pastor, would you mentor me? So let me just answer it for everyone who wants to be mentored by me, Pastor Kirsten, any of my staff, by Wally, anyone here who's a great man or woman of God. You know how mentoring is? It's not knowledge only. It's knowledge applied. Wisdom is knowledge applied. Wisdom is knowledge from heaven applied, lived out. So mentoring is not something that you just meet with somebody for half an hour, or 45 minutes. Oh, I, That's why I hear people like, oh, I'm being mentored by somebody online. Well, that's a violation really of, of truly what mentoring is because it's being mentored into a lifestyle. So it's, it's and covenant, thank you, Pastor Karen. It's, it's knowledge, but it's lived out in life together. And it's hard to live out life together when you're online only. Now there's knowledge and you can grow in knowledge and you should, you should grow in those things. You can learn things and you should. And I'm all, and i I listen to great preaching and teaching. I enjoy it. It feeds me, but I am mentored by a Dr. Morocco who I talk to daily. We were shouting yesterday. We shouted yesterday. Woo. Being, everyone needs to be mentored. So I'm mentoring you in portion here, but now you need to live it out. Well, how does that happen? By you serving God as a part of the vision of the church. And it, yes, in your business, yes, but together in covenant. You missed a great place to say amen. amen. There's misconceptions about I, need, I want somebody to mentor me. All right, see you at morning prayer. Be here to morning prayer. And I've had people say, I just want to be your friend. Come to morning prayer. Just come, be, be, go, through the, go through the training. Become a life group leader but we all need that everyone needs a pastor everyone you have a pastor yes i do and i have since i've been saved same one okay take action to say take action verse eight you become imitators you've become imitators of us and the lord for you've welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering With the joy. With the what? With the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Joy. You can't be limitless if you don't get moving. You got to take action. And God has given us, as a church, a great breakthrough. As I close. And the great breakthrough is, which, you know, you heard, but I'll just give you a little bit more detail the great breakthrough is we have passed our initial requirements from the fire department to receive an occupancy of 1,000 people. The building and our facility holds much more than that, up to 1,000 people. uh, And there's challenges with our water supply, which God, I believe, has given us a way through. And very shortly, and I believe this, and I've talked with the, the fire people God bless those guys I bless Chief Jeff and and um, the Fire Marshal Don and Josh and the whole the whole staff at the fire department they've been very gracious with us we're kind we're kind to us and I'm grateful for that and we did everything that they're asking us to do and we will continue to there needs to be here's what I want you to Here's the prayer point point. and listen it's not uh, six weeks from now it's now and we need this now the prayer point is that there would be enough water in the aquifer underneath our building. And by all reports, there is. But we need to prove that through some specific tests. We will be talking with them on Monday morning at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning and setting that test up. By the grace of God, they can clear their schedule and do whatever they gotta do and test our thing in the next couple of days. Come back and as that report comes back, you pray that there's water under that building. And if that is the case, which I believe, and if there isn't, it's a showing up right now. It's showing up now. And then we will have a plan to move forward and they will give us the rest of the bottom of the building, which we have to have. Isn't that right, Pastor Kirsten? We can't move in on a Sunday morning with with 200 children that are gonna be in a lobby. It doesn't work. No, it'll go to three and four. We're about to really explode. We've been choked, limited, on certain levels by our space, but all that's over. So would you pray? How do we need to pray? Pray there's water under the building, the report comes back favorable, and the fire department likes our plan, and we get the rest of the lower part of the building by February 5th. So that we go into our power conference, which honestly we planned so that we would have the whole thing in faith. We need the whole thing. So by the power conference we'd be full blast open on the bottom ready to go and, if we, and with that happening i'm just going to tell you we will reach thousands of people can you say amen come on we're a limitless church can you say amen stand up on your feet all across this place and say i'm i'm limitless come on come on say god has not put a limit on me come on i take the choke hold off say it i take the choke hold off. i'm going to be powerfully used by god to fulfill your plan in the earth as a church and as a people can you say amen clap and shout to god all across this place every head bowed every eye closed if you're not right with god before we conclude this service give your heart to jesus give your heart to him start there that's the first thing if you need to recommit your life to him won't you do it right now you say that's me pastor wonderful pray this right out loud there'll be others praying with you say dear heavenly father thank you for sending your son jesus to die in my place to rise again from the grave for me forgive me of all of my sin come into my life be my lord be my savior wash me cleanse me and make me new thank you for loving me and thank you for hearing my prayer amen lift your hands to heaven me bless you father thank you for what you've done fill these with your holy spirit right now fill them right now with your holy spirit break every chain every bondage break off the limitations of people's minds renew minds here to hear your voice to know their identity to move forward in the plan of god and lord thank you thank you for it in jesus name now if you gave your heart to jesus for the first time you go ahead and text us at 907-357-2065 right there on the screen text save will help you grow in the things of god or you can stop off at the next steps desk right outside and pick up one of these get into a life group get into a team there's a worship team there's a security team there's an usher team hospitality team there's lots of teams plug in start let's change the world can you say a big amen